to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and look, I'll be honest with you guys. When I'm trying to run this podcast, I'm trying to do several different things at once. You know, having the podcast itself, doing editing, promotional stuff, whether it's social media or the shorts or whatnot, focusing on the merch or whatnot. I have my hands in multiple, you know, cookie jars, I guess, in this case. Which is why whenever I get guests like I have today that are trying to do so many more incredible stuff on many different assets or whatnot, well, I can't help but shine a spotlight to them, especially the two incredible guests I have today. Today's guests are Bielsa Bebox and Jesta Lee, the dynamic duo in charge of the animation at the base, but so many different creative outlet studio known as Chimera Bunny. These two were another wonderful pair recommended to me by the wonderful co-showrunner, Tipsy J. Hearts. The instant I saw their stuff, saw the art, and saw what they're trying to do, especially with some of the stuff, whether it's their animation stuff, or the plushies like they're currently kickstarting right now with the Sprout Darlings, I knew I had to bring them on, give them that spotlight, give them that platform, really showcase what they have been able to produce so far in a relatively short amount of time. And trust me, the conversation was incredible. I know you guys are going to absolutely love this conversation. In fact, you're going to love this conversation so much that we couldn't even pack it all into one episode. I mean, this episode is going to be mainly focused on the Chimera Bunny aspect of what they're doing as a whole. But we'll get to talking about their own personal independent animated series that they're trying to make a reality called Polywog. And we do mention it in this episode, but after we got done recording... They wanted to talk so much more about it. So, for as little as $1 a month, you can go to the podcast Patreon right now to where you can get a bonus episode to where we just dulge mainly into just talking about Polywog. But I mean, this episode, trust me, this episode is still absolutely incredible. You guys are going to love it. The chemistry that these two brought to this episode are absolutely infectious. If you enjoyed the episode and our guests, make sure you support them in the links down in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff. I love it, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it, guys. I already told you about the Patreon, which for as little as $1 a month, again, you can get cool stuff like the bonus episode or whatnot. But look, if all you're just trying to do is find a cool place where you can meet some of the incredible guests that I've had on this podcast or develop an incredible community of wonderful artists looking to share and grow alongside each other, consider joining our Discord server, The Artist Sanctuary. We've already developed a nice, wonderful group there that I think you would be a wonderful addition to today if you go down to the description below and click on that link, because trust me, I think you would be welcome there with open arms. But now, without further ado... Please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. I do appreciate you both taking the opportunity to be here. Again, uh, I know Tipsy or Jelly, however you refer to her or whatnot, she was the one that introduced me to you guys' stuff. I'm like, let's go. Let's do this. (laughs) If you give us a soapbox, we're going to talk for like four hours. So, Well, it's a good thing this is a podcast and a long-form podcast at that, so we have plenty of time. (laughs) Thank you. God. <laughs> and I was going to say, to go ahead and give you guys more or less like the general rundown when it comes to this stuff or whatnot. The way I have it usually set up when it comes to episodes and like with this episode is start off with like a quick icebreaker question. Then I'll ask you guys like your origin story. What got you interested 
sorry, what got you guys interested in art and such? When did it go from just like a general love to a passion that wanted to make it your career, such and such? I wanted to figure out how you two got to know each other and what made you guys want to collaborate uh, and, you know, start creating art, you know, contextually, which would lead to the talking about Chimera Bunny and figuring out, like, you know, name, the purpose of it, you know, long-term goals and stuff like that. Talking about the plushies, because when this episode releases, it'll be right in the heart of the Kickstarter for Sprout Buddy, so definitely want to give a big oh, ups on yeah. that. Um, and then also talk about uh, Paul... Second, it was Polywag, or was it Polywog? I, for some Polywag. Reason, Polywag, good. Just wanted to be 100 because yeah. Polywog's the Pokemon, if I remember correctly, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, but Polywag, I haven't read that as Polywag, so I just wanted to be 100% sure. But also talk about Polywag the development on that or whatnot, like you know, the style stuff like that. Just more or less like a general overview of Chimera Bunny, your guys' intrigue and art and what made you guys want to go in on all in on this. So, mm-hmm. so one tiny correction. It is Poliwag. Poliwag, I think is the Pokemon. It's the only way you know, but, um, wait, so, yeah. so sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. The show you guys are developing is Poliwag or Poliwag. Yes. Poliwag. Poliwag. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Poliwag I... is the old English term for, tadpole okay which polywag is derived from for pokemon yeah I, I so knew the same for some reason, name I knew inspiration for some reason, i knew for some reason my brain was going to autocorrect that somehow for some way or whatnot <laughs> but i just wrote a big old o over the a that i have here so i should not mess it up <laughs> all right it's sprout darlings i think you said buddies oh sp- darling jesus it's okay this shows that even though i do plenty of research and stuff like that i still mess up stuff up <laughs> Uh, How dare you not know everything perfectly? Oh, Jesus. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I, I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud of a podcaster. Wow, fake man. <laughs> uh, okay. So, before we really do get this show on the road, I have a couple things I want to go ahead and uh, state and ask. Firstly, I apologize if you hear any background noise on my end. We have three dogs there here. There's only so much I can control outside of my little space of room right here, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Of course. I have a bird. Oh, so. lovely. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to pick her up now. Oh, gosh. I hope Baja Blast doesn't go crazy. That's her name. <laughs> oh, God. I, d- I did not think I could instantly love you guys even more, but I somehow did. That is <laughs> Yes. Oh, goodness. Um, I've got a, a lizard named Reptar, but she shouldn't be any trouble. <laughs> so. if, if Reptar is any trouble, I would have some serious questions about Reptar. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it the actual Reptar? <laughs> I think I kind of have this answer seeing your guys' little subtitles after your names or whatnot. Is that how you want to be addressed? Uh, Box and Lee or B and Lee or whatnot? Or? Yeah, our little parentheses are yeah 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 so i try to get her to be called b but she didn't want to you didn't want to Sorry. go with the, you didn't want to go with the rhyming b lee or whatnot you just wanted to it'll be too confusing yeah, understandable <laughs> understandable but aside from that because i do have like a little intro to where i try to hype you guys up a little bit more what like for the audience or whatnot and like just pronouncing the names in general it's it, correctly if i'm wrong it's just lee and blzb box correct Yes, like Beelzebub, basically. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah, it. Yeah, right. The, the thing that's messing with me <laughs> is not the Beelzebub part. It's, it's the beatbox because I want to say, like, beatbox or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, okay, so Beelzebub. Maybe that's a cooler name. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Beelzebub. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, no, so. Can we just... so oh, sorry, go ahead. 
was gonna say, can we just do a beatboxing episode instead? <laughs> <laughs> Be like freaking if I was an interview like Bismarck here or something like that. Just a boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's all Reading the questions and all the answers. Listen to me beatbox for three hours and then rate me out of ten. There you go. Well, <laughs> leave, leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff and I absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any questions or concerns before we get the show on the road? I like your wall. I appreciate that. I've, some of, <laughs> A good majority of it, with the exception of obviously this piece and this piece right here, majority of it has to do with like former guests that I've had on the podcast in one way or another. Oh. Um, like, like, for example, this piece right here was done by an artist called Senpai Beth. That is actually a hyper-realistic portrait that they did. Uh, Joshua Leonard up here, uh, Will Wood, which I found the podcast a couple times, Jane Gumball, uh, Dave Captaville, and Ashley Nichols for you know the far fetched people or whatnot. Yeah, it's just a good cluster of people. <laughs> That's super sweet. If nothing else, like as you could as you can attest, it's a beautiful looking wall. It's, it, it makes it aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like. When you said that, I was like, okay, so he's had little Nas X on. Okay. <laughs> God, I wish. You give me the opportunity to talk to Lil Nas X, I will be down for that infinitely. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to reach out. I've tried, I've tried reaching out to him, at least through Instagram. But, I mean, like, you know, how, oh, many, man. how many people have, have sent a message to Lil Nas X on Instagram? Let's be honest with ourselves for a second here. I mean, I'm about to send one right now. I'm going to say, go get on this it. freaking podcast. Go <laughs> for it. If, if you can make it happen, I will credit you, and I'll even bring you on for the episode and have you be a good co-host <laughs> for it. <laughs> Little did you know, we're actually best friends. Oh, my God. The besties? Oh, that would be incredible. Um, <laughs> He's the third co-founder of Chimera Bunny, so yeah. Chimera Bunny. shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> That would be, that would be interesting if Lil Nas X was to add something to your guys' projects or whatnot. If you were to do something around him, what would it be? That that's a question I'm already. Oh, thinking. he's actually the main animator, so don't oh, worry about it. Okay, yeah. name, okay, so he's, his fingers are hard at work already. I see how it is. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's already. We working. also do his music videos. They're animated by us. He just doesn't credit us because. Oh, is it, it, I was gonna say, so it's the it's the hyper realistic animation you guys got going on. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It's, that's, that's good quality. Yeah, I, I could not tell. All right, Box Lee, before we get this show on the road, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. Let's say you guys get to go on a desert island on your own accord. It's just you, along with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe. You get to truly enjoy yourselves for a little bit. With accommodations. You're not stranded on an island or whatnot. It's, it's, it's like a vacation, more or less. Like, you got accommodations, mm-hmm. stuff like that. To help with whatever kind of mentality you want on this island, to make sure you don't go completely insane or whatnot, you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you. Again, to help with whatever headspace you want, to help you truly relax or have whatever mentality you want. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? For me, it's it's a pretty easy answer. I would have to bring Skyrim. Okay. Because I've never beat it. (laughs) <laughs> because I get too obsessed with doing all the side quests. So I would just need to bring it so I finally have time to do everything. <laughs> there you go. I, I mean, smart answer. And honestly, I don't think it's the first time it's been brought up on this podcast or whatnot. But I mean, still, it's an interesting oh, really? answer. Yeah, I think I, I think of at least one or two other people. Not off the top of my head. But I know it's been at least mentioned before. But nevertheless, like especially like you were saying, just the side quests alone. You could get lost in that game for hours just trying to do everything. Okay, well... 
since you put the stipulation of uh, not going insane, I was gonna say I'm gonna bring the Germa Vod archive. I'm gonna <laughs> wait. Time out. How... <laughs> that, 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 that's not you going insane. That's you more or less doing like research and like trying to to diagnose like what exactly is going on with Germa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna change my answer to Skyrim because when okay. I played through it, I didn't do any of the side quests. Okay. Oh my God. Apparently. Not what you're supposed to do, and I just like beat it. So for both of you, it's the same game, but for different reasons. For one, yeah. it's to finally beat the game, and for the other one, it's to beat the. It's to, to actually play the game properly and do everything in it than just the main story. Yes. I think. Am I already seeing the dichotomy of Chimera Bunny right here? We just by hearing. Oh that? yes, definitely. <laughs> there, we have some uh, differences, but it's. <laughs> I mean, I think it works out. That that I mean that is always part of the collaborative effort. At the end of the day, more than anything else, having those differences collaborating with each other. So I mean, I, if nothing else, if this is already how we're starting, just teasing about how you guys are working together on projects and such like that, I think your teamwork is probably one of the most top notch in the industry period. Um, <laughs> uh, that is so sweet. Now we have a unique style. Fair enough. Now, <laughs> Follow up question. Is there a specific model or are you just guys going to bring like the PC version of Skyrim? Um, honestly, probably. Yeah. The PC version. Cause okay. then you can add a bunch of mods. So <laughs> mm -hmm. true. True. And same for you, And Lee. then we could play it together. We would be on separate islands and we could play it together. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, fair enough. Although, I think I'm going to go with the superior version, the way they need to properly play it, and that's with the Amazon Echo. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. They, they made, as part of, like, an April, I think it was either April Fool's or, like, the Game Awards or something like that. They made a version of it that's basically, like, a choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing for the Amazon Echo to where you can just tell it to play Skyrim and, like, it'll take you on the quest and give you, like, confrontations and how you want to handle it that's badass i gotta <laughs> play that it's just, it's just another one of the list of like the 2000 different ways you can play skyrim um <laughs> but nevertheless skyrim that is both of your all's answer that you're that uh, that's the answer you're going with you're locking that in mm -hmm. oh yeah locking that in then if that's the case i cannot think of a better way to start the postmodern art podcast welcome everyone i am your host nathan ragland um Feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. You can support the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PMAP for as little as $1 a month. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guests. <clears throat> they are leading the charge of a plushie and animation studio producing several incredible concepts. Welcome to the podcast, Jessa Lee and Bielza Bbox of Chimera Bunny! Oh. Hell yeah. I feel like you just introduced us to like the wrestling ring. Exactly. That's what I try to do. As as a wrestling fan, that is exactly the mentality that I try to go with. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, how are you both doing today? I'm doing good. My bird bit me like 30 seconds ago. Oh no. But, yeah. I'm doing good. I also bit Lee, but that's... <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh goodness. Well... Thank you both so much for taking the opportunity to be here. Uh, like I said, whenever Tipsy first introduced me to what you guys are doing in your art and stuff like that, I knew it was an instant. I need to have you guys on. I'm glad that you are both here. Uh, so if we to talk about some of the incredible stuff you are developing and such. But before we really divulge into the stuff you're making now, I want to go back just a little bit and learn more or less the origin story of 
Box and Lee. What got you guys interested in art and animation and such in the first place? Okay, so the way we met was through social media. I think okay. I had been posting a casting call for voice actors for a project I was doing back in like middle school. Oh, wow. So since the beginning of our friendship, it's always been like the core basis of it has been collaboration and making series. And it's just kind of something I've always wanted to do. And luckily, she's felt the same. So we just we just go together that way, I guess. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Lee, what was it about that casting call that made you want to at least just take that plunge in the first place? <laughs> I was her fan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was her fan. And I wanted to, I was like always writing. Okay. So I saw that she was doing a series and I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. The person that I'm a fan of is making a series. So I DM'd her and I was like, can I help please? <laughs> Well, that's incredible to hear more than anything else. Um, I I, want to go back just a little bit further, though, like, because obviously, like, if that was, like, the basis for you guys working on collaborations, like, I want to know, like, what inspired you to want to create in the first place. Can you guys remember, like, some of the first, like, maybe, uh, like, artsy stuff or animated projects that, like, instantly gravitated you towards that medium in the first place? Um, For me, at least, I mean, I don't think I really ever just, like got into art it was just like i was born with a pencil glued to my hand okay so it's just kind of what i have to do because you know that that one hand is taken up by a pencil so i've got limited options here (laughs) (laughs) there's only so much you could do whenever you have a pencil literally glued to your hand exactly exactly makes it hard Um, to do basic chores huh (laughs) oh for sure for me i think i saw I never like watched any Studio Ghibli Ghibli. Okay. I haven't seen any except for like two yet. But I saw an illegal clip of Ponyo <laughs> on YouTube. Well, uh, okay, okay. YouTube, I understand. Was it illegal because it hadn't been released at the time or something or I'm not sure. All I remember is when I was a kid, I saw a clip of Ponyo on YouTube that wasn't supposed to be there. And I didn't know (laughs) that it was an animated movie. I thought that one person did that. And I was like, I want to do that too. Oh, okay. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Okay. So just the the little glimpses here and there and just kind of that basic exposure and whatnot instantly made you think, well, if this one person can do that instead of realizing it was an entire studio behind it or whatnot, what's stopping me from doing it? Exactly. The delusion started early. <laughs> hey, we all got to start somewhere. So, I mean, obviously that's that's your guys' origin stories more or less. That's the beginning of it. When did it go from just like a general love for art and animation and such – to a passion and wanting to make it your career. Like, when did you realize that this was forever going to be something you wanted to be a part of? Um, I would say we've always kind of felt that way, but it wasn't until, like, we had just both graduated high school and we were like, okay, what are we going to do, right? Okay. And we were like, well, I don't exactly want to stop what we've been doing for the past, like, six years, so let's just keep doing it. <laughs> like, yeah over the course of like our nine-year friendship the entire time we have been working on something collaborative with or like with a series or stories telling okay okay interesting interesting i mean especially thinking about how long that like a a what's the word i'm looking for like a 
What's the word I'm looking for? A, a collab, a friendship like that, more or less. Like we're, you know, being, you know, working together for like nine years on just creative stuff in general. Like that's impressive to hear. Nevertheless, like for example, like this podcast that you're talking on right here, we've only been around for like two and a half years at this point. So I mean, like to hear, like I'm only a fraction of that at this point with how long you guys have been working together. Like that's impressive to hear more than anything else. Can you guys think of? Is there? Is there like a secret to a formula? Like, is there something that you guys can point out and be like, this is why this friendship works more or less? Um, be good people. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair I would say that's pretty good. Yeah. Just, just be good. <laughs> it's a good mentality that a lot of people should really be carrying these days, more or less. <laughs> yeah. And I think also, we've... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You said that the podcast has been going on two years. Mm-hmm. We've been workshopping Polywog for like five years. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was also get, that was going to lead to the previous question. Was was it, uh, I mean, we'll eventually talk a lot more when it comes to Polywog. But was mm-hmm. that the? I'm assuming that wasn't the original series that you both initially like. <laughs> that, that, that Lee initially wanted to, to get on, on and start working on or whatnot. Was that the original series? or Was it something else beforehand? No, the original series is dead and gone. It's buried. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still a fan. Box doesn't like it anymore. I don't know why. You're still a fan? You're lying. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. If I, if, I, if I can at least attempt to, you know, go back in time and figure out why you guys initially loved it in the first place, can I get at least a general idea of, like, what was the original series? <laughs> um... I mean, (laughs) this goes into kind of both of our processes of how we work, but how I tend to work is I just make something. Okay. Like, there's not a lot of thinking beforehand. I'm always rushing to the finish line. I'm like, I'm going to make something if it kills me. Okay, (laughs) interesting. (laughs) So the project was not very thought out, but I mean, it was was the best I could do for, like, making it in one month. (laughs) One month? In, like, 11? Yeah, yeah. I mean... (laughs) yeah that's how i've done a lot of things but since lee has come along there's been some more thinking behind things there's been some extended deadlines so we're we've been working that out (laughs) my process oh go ahead my process is like super super meticulous and i like to figure everything out and make sure everything is the best quality that it's gonna be Mm -hmm. and that you know, a week after you finish it, you aren't going to hate it because you it <laughs> and delete it. So <laughs> that's a fair, that's fair. That's uh, like from, from our, what I'm already getting from you guys dynamic is box. You're more of the person that's like when the creativity flows, you have to f- chase that like creativity, no matter what, and like get that job done. Lee, you're more of the, okay, I see that creativity. Let's create a plan. Let's create a long-term goal. <laughs> Let's make this a more legible thing than just something we're just going to randomly do. And then just forget about whatsoever. Am I yeah. right? In assuming that? Absolutely. I would say absolutely. <laughs> That's incredible. And somewhere we meet in the middle, so <laughs> it's it's the perfect example of like the yin and the yang more than anything else when it comes to this dynamic. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I mean, obviously, like you guys have collaborated for years now to get this original uh, initial goal or whatnot. So I have to know when did it go from just like a a fun little friendship where you guys get to work on creative stuff to a legitimate business that you guys are making a reality with Chimera Bunny. When did that become the reality? Um, I would say that all started last year. Like, last year is when we officially registered as a business. And 
you know, got our website all up and together. And it was just a few wow. months. It was just a few months before we registered um, that we were thinking up our name and all of that. So it's it's pretty recent. Pause. Don't look at the website yet. It's not finished. <laughs> <laughs> Although I am sorry to say I had to look at the website. That's part of my no! research. It's part of my research, okay? I had to make sure I was thorough with this stuff. Did you at least look at it on computer and not mobile? Yes, I looked at it on computer and not mobile. Okay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I can only imagine, especially considering the fact how new you guys are to this whole business aspect of whatnot, how much of a cluster could be on mobile. So, <laughs> It's more or less okay on mobile, but it wasn't for a very long time. Well, there you, it's still sore. There you go. But nevertheless, like, you know, the fact that you guys are like, at least recently, like really making this like a solid, legitimate thing is it's inspiring to hear more than anything else, especially with obviously, like I said in the intro with Chimera Bunny. Now I have to know where did that name even come from from the first place? Because that's just a fun name to just say Chimera Bunny. <laughs> okay, so we had been brainstorming for a pretty long time. Okay, what do we want this to be? So we were thinking, like, okay, well then what are we doing? Like, what is the studio? Well, we want to do a lot of things, not just animation. We want to spread into, right. like, making plushies. We want to maybe make a game one day and just have a bunch of different, like, factions of different types of media we're producing. So um, we started thinking about the, the name Bunny. She just loves rabbits and bunnies. <laughs> so she was like, okay, it's really cute. We're going to have Bunny in the name. I was like, okay, deal. <laughs> And I was thinking again, like, okay, so we're not really just an animation studio. We want to do a lot of different things. So what is, like, an amalgamation of a lot of different things? A chimera. <laughs> so we were like, okay, let's be chimera bunny. It just makes sense. I mean, honestly, that does make sense. Although, at least for me, the way that my mind works or whatnot, it's thinking, like, okay, something that is one single thing but yet is able to do multiple things or whatnot. My instant thought is, like, the Cerberus or whatnot. But Cerberus Bunny doesn't have Ooh. the same ring to it, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 it doesn't. But that is a cool name if anybody wants to take that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we will not do you. There you go. So, <laughs> I'm just now thinking, like, a legit, like, Cerberus Bunny or whatnot. So it's, like, a bunny with just three heads or whatnot. Just, like, the most adorable. Like, if a bunny is already adorable enough, three bunny heads absolutely adds on to the adorableness. <laughs> That would make it a could work. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, like it, it's incredible. Like I said, to to hear that, like you're already thinking, especially not just with creating indie animations. You want to do a lot of different aspects creatively or whatnot. Like, what exactly inspired that like choice? Is that something that you've always considered when with your creative process as well? Just like you don't want to be limited to just animation and such. Um, I would say absolutely. Um, and also just Lee, um, she got really into coding. So okay. that's where the video game stuff came from. Mm -hmm. um, we're not currently working on any games. We are focusing on the animation and like the plushie line. But one day we do want to do other stuff. I think our first, how do I say our main goal with Chimera Bunny wasn't even indie animation specifically. Okay. It was more or less, even though we started off with Polywog, the goal of the company was to like help artists. So our first big idea that was way too big for our britches was um, we wanted to make a website 
for artists by okay. artists. Okay. So it was like a social media specifically for artists and there would be like art contests and you can show off your indie work and you can it would also be on there a built-in drawing program as well like a free one okay so there was there was a lot of uh, different ideas going into this well i wanted to make it as big as possible because i knew that we weren't gonna do it anytime soon because we would need infrastructure to support that right right and I knew that eventually we would probably start a business because we had been talking about it for a long time leading okay. up to that. And then one day we would get the infrastructure to support that. So I didn't want to like nerf the idea early on. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's fair, especially like something that's a big of a task as a, you know, a website for artists, a social media website for artists. To be fair, it's not the first time that that's even brought up on this podcast. Uh, a few months ago, I had brought on the, the creator of Inkblot, if you've heard of that social media website. Um, hmm. with, I, I mean, like, even then, hearing his story or whatnot on what inspired him to get into it and, like, how the process has been to try to keep and maintain that kind of thing. Like, it's not an easy task, so I can understand why, while it's great to have that ambition in the first place, it's not exactly the easiest thing to dive headfirst into. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially, I, you... I hope someone manages to do it, though. That's good that other people are... It's especially with what you were talking about, like having a built-in like drawing program, like goodness that I can only imagine. I'm not a coding person, but I can only imagine the layers of code that has to go into <laughs> even getting like the bare minimum, like Scriblio esque drawing program into something like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> but nevertheless, like hearing that still like Chimera bunny is still engineered and geared towards like still creating so many different incredible creative outlets or whatnot like you already kind of teased it with some of the different aspects but like what are like more or less the ultimate goals that you guys want to accomplish with chimera like obviously we're, we're going to talk a lot more about the animation and the plushies you're already teasing already starting off with right off the bat but like is there stuff like in the pipeline that you know at some point when you guys are safe and secure to do it you want to go forth and make a reality um, really for me, what we're trying to do is get to a point where this is sustainable enough that we can actually have people pitch us their projects and okay. we can help produce them for them, except we would not take like ownership over their IP. It would still belong to the creator and they'd still have control over their series. That's one big difference we want to have from like a typical indie, uh, not indie industry studio. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Understandable. Understandable. I was going to say... Like, even then, like, the, the fact that you were want to get to a point where you can support other artists and their creative ventures as well, that's incredible to hear. That's inspiring to hear more than anything else. I know I talk to so many different people about so many different concepts that they want to make a reality, and I know that all they really need is more or less, like, a good foundation to get that thing going. And if you guys can mm -hmm, provide that absolutely. for people, that would be incredible to, to, to see at the end of the day. Yeah, we've actually sort of started. We don't know if this project is going to... We're preparing to work on it. We'll see how okay. it goes. But we're already starting to like work with some of our artists who are already helping us on our series. Mm -hmm. um, make shorts over the summer because that's when they will be free. So we're starting pre-production in a couple weeks on that. Okay. We've also had people reach out to help us like fund their projects and comics and stuff. That's incredible to hear. That's that's awesome that you guys are already starting that even 
even even at the bare minimum level of what you guys can provide or whatnot, it's inspiring. Like I said, it's inspiring to hear that you guys want to foster that creativity. Because in fact, how much seems to already flow from you guys with the stuff you're already pitching for yourselves? <laughs> so so let's talk about one of the biggest ones that you guys are currently doing right now. And well, I want to talk about at least like one of the different aspects when it comes to Chimera Bunny. Because one of the things I said in the intro is obviously you guys want to do plushies. As a, as a major oh, yeah. thing when it comes to Chimera. Now, what is it about plushies that makes you instantly want to go, we need to make that? Like, or sorry, let me phrase that. What is it about plushies that creatively gets you guys going? Money. Okay, that's a good start. <laughs> that's a good start. <laughs> They're cute. Okay. I like plushies. I mean, and we need money to do the things we want to do. I mean, I, I don't know if you can certainly tell from some stuff in my background or whatnot, but I, I you know... Uh, I'm I'm a fan of a, a plushie oh my to myself. I have that one too. <laughs> you have this one too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She just bought one. Yes. Oh my god. I I obviously love my little Nemo. <laughs> he will he will He's not so murder you. He will not murder you guys. I promise. Um, I'm I I'm a pinky promise. <laughs> I I mean, if I had my pinkies, I promise it. Oh, no, I'm joking. I. I <laughs> <laughs> No, but obviously, like, you know, going like obviously when it comes to the money aspect, yes, I can see they're obviously profitable but and obviously marketable. But also, like, again, when it comes to the creativity aspect of it, I mean, anyone could literally just put uh, put cotton fluffing inside of uh, uh, cloth and call it a plushie or whatnot. But it has to be, I, I imagine with you guys, especially with some of the ones you guys are already pitching, like, there has to be at least a good bit of creativity that you guys want to put in your plushies. We have... Um... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, um, I'm. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's okay. You go ahead. Uh, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're designing plushies or really any merchandise, there's two things we keep in mind. Okay. We need people to be willing to buy these who don't even know us because our audience is very small and we don't really have any animated series out yet. Right. So it's not going to really be people who are fans of our shows. It needs to have general appeal to a general audience. That's the first thing. And the second thing, it needs to be unique enough to be competitive because there's a lot of different plushies um, out there. Right. So with Sprout Darlings, it was Lee's idea. I'm sure she'll talk about how she got inspired to make them in a second but the basic concept was cute animals that people already liked okay there's a general audience for those mm -hmm. and we made it our unique brand um sprout darlings based on like fruits um so they would be competitive i guess by the way the entire like line for sprout darlings and also the idea of sprout darlings was come up with Within the span of like four hours. Really? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. It was she came up with the idea. Thing. She scribbled them down really quick, their designs, and then I took those designs and made them really fast turnaround sheets within like two hours, and then we sent them off to the manufacturer to get samples made. <laughs> like it was one night, we just did it. By the way, the plushies are machine made. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we did a lot of no. research into our manufacturer, and they're they're reputable. You know, we made sure they have all their certifications. Just anybody who's looking to make plushies out there, please do your research. Please make sure you're not working with like a horrible place. So, or a disclaimer: company, there are companies. I'm not going to name any names, but there is a popular company 
that a lot of people use that if you look at their fine print, because we research them, mm -hmm. they do not actually do the manufacturing. You send them the design okay. and they send it to a sweatshop. So they're basically the middleman and they're charging you like three times the price. That's that's dirty. That's that's mm -hmm. wrong. And a lot of artists use them. They're very popular for plushie manufacturing. So make sure you read the fine print on your plushie manufacturers, guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. We may have designed them all in one night, but we did not research all in one night. This was months looking into, like, who we should work with. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Understandable. I mean, it's... It, it, First off, it's good. As someone that does a podcast when it comes to a good bit of researching, it's always good to do your research and read the fine print whenever you can. Uh, me, as I was about to call them, Sprout Buddies. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, like it's incredible to, to once again hear, like obviously, the amount of uh, time and effort that you put into this stuff to really make sure that, that what you're going to be producing is absolutely incredible. And obviously the biggest one that you're going to be starting off with to, to get the gears going or whatnot is like we talked about sprout darlings, uh, which is absolutely adorable. I absolutely love each of the designs whatsoever. And I'm probably going to be Thank copping you. one more than anything else. Um, <laughs> add that to my collection or whatnot. But yeah, I know you guys already talked about how you came up with the concept in four hours, but what was the creative process behind those four hours? What made you instantly want to think this was the first one to start things off with? So we wanted like a general appeal thing. We already talked about that, mm -hmm. right? So we, another thing that we wanted to do is we also wanted to make a little show for them as well. So we needed a general appeal plushie line that we could make like little cute shorts for as well. Okay. So I'm personally a fan of a lot of indie plushies, but they don't have like... It's just the plushie and then like nothing else past that, right? Yeah, and I, I like scented things. When I was a kid, I had like this, <laughs> this sounds brutal, but it's a plushie that you put in the microwave. <laughs> Okay. And then it smells really good. So, you know, I, I used to put plushies in the microwave when I was a kid to make them smell good. <laughs> I'm a freak. So that was like one of my core memories. So I wanted a plushie that smells good. I want it to be cute. And I wanted it to have like a little oomph to it, you know? Like it's not just a plushie. Right, right. Now, I mean, I absolutely get that that concept, obviously, you know, is it... it it, like the design alone can sell a lot, but it's always nice to know more or less like at least a backstory when it comes to the plushies or whatnot so that you can have that more or less personal connection with that plushie, you know, having it or whatnot at the end of the day. Like it's fun. I will say when it comes to the microwave one, I know like th there's a formula in there, something to where like it, it ignites the smell or whatnot, like go with it. And they're obviously they're designed <laughs> to be microwaved or whatnot. But I'm just imagining like just a kid tossing their, their like beanie babies in the microwave or whatnot, pulling it out. It's like, ah, smells like last night's chicken leftovers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a little morbid. No, I wouldn't say morbid, just, you know, humorous. I mean, I could easily see a kid doing that. Let's be honest. <laughs> but, but that's aside from the point. The point I want to get at is, like, what you guys are doing with, with these plushies or whatnot, 
not only like just providing a, a, a cute design that people can instantly gravitate towards in the first place, but creating something unique with them to where people can, like I said, latch on to them with like the, the, the creative aspect of it. Right? I mean, that's something that I absolutely love and adore whenever I was seeing you guys advertise this stuff. Um, especially the fact that you guys are at the time that, you know, it, well, certain fact that you guys are making a Kickstarter to make this thing a reality more than anything else, which you should definitely donate to that Kickstarter if you can. Make this a reality, people. It's live now. It's, it's live, live now. now. We're at $972, uh, not to date the podcast. Well, I was going to say, at, <laughs> at the time of recording, we're at $972. Yeah. That's, that's always my instant out when it comes to that kind of stuff. But <laughs> but the fact that you guys are already off to a fairly strong start with that, I mean, that's – sorry. That's great to hear, nevertheless. Like, you guys are yeah, really good. A- Go on. We're at a fairly strong strong start, and we also kind of nerfed ourselves because we had a launch early. Mm. <laughs> so, the story with the launch early, Baja, don't bite me. <laughs> the story with the early launch. We started, like, advertising on social media, right? Because we're both, like, shut-ins. We don't like talking. Right. As you can tell, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I've gotten some pretty good conversation from you guys, but go on. <laughs> we we're like boomers when it comes to advertising. Like, I don't want to post about my project. I just want to do it, right? Right. So right. we started posting about it, you know, and we started growing really fast on Instagram. And then Instagram shadow banned us. What? But we had scheduled reels. Yeah, Instagram shadow banned us because I think they thought we were a bot because we were just advertising too well and growing too fast. <laughs> Go follow us on Instagram, guys, after the shadow ban is, like, over. So we had scheduled <laughs> a post about the Sprout Darlings being live. But we decided... So to, like, circumvent the shadow ban, we had to both log out for two days. Okay. And we both deleted the Instagram app. So we were logged out, and when you delete the Instagram app, you're, it says that, like, it's not going to post anymore or whatever. I don't know. We weren't really thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then the It's Live announcement post dropped. Because it had already been scheduled, like, the week before right. to be posted. <laughs> so at, like, 6 p.m. my time, Sprout Darlings dropped on Kickstarter because we were like, well, we, we have to, like, post it. People... I've already seen that post. It's been up for hours. <laughs> yeah, we were getting DMs like, hey, I just checked so it. Your, your like Kickstarter's actually not live yet. Oh, no. <laughs> it like posted at the end of a day on a Friday. And so for the first day, we only got like a couple people who are like checking their email at like 6 p.m. on a Friday for some reason. <laughs> so... I mean, I, I mean, I mean, you yeah. know, botch launch aside, I think the fact <laughs> that you guys are already getting a good, strong, you know, near a thousand dollars, like just to kick things off or whatnot, is a good step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's an amazing response, especially with how small we are. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you guys are like, like, like you were established ahead of time. You guys already have only officially became Chimera Bunny last year. So the fact that you've already gotten to this point with the you know, the Sprout Darlings or whatnot, to where you can be on the road to success when it comes to getting this Kickstarter funded. Like, again, if people watching this have not already donated to the Kickstarter, I sincerely hope that they do. 
<laughs> the puppies are so cute, guys. Trust me. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it, when the you know, if slash when this uh, this campaign does become successful or whatnot, I mean, obviously, the people are gonna get their sprout darling sp- sprout darlings. Yeah, words are wonderful. Um, <laughs> they're gonna get their sprout. Da- they're going to get their sprout <laughs> darlings. So I have to know, uh-huh. like, obviously, when it comes to them, what can we expect? Uh, what what are the next potential plushies we could be potentially getting once this campaign is done now the way? That um, plushie. Yeah, we're going to do a plushie for Polywog, of our, okay. one of the main characters, Bat. So we're going to start um, getting some funding for that going. Um, we're probably going to do a second drop for Sprout Darlings. Okay. And add some more characters to the the little group we've got going on now mm-hmm. and some, some stuff for some other unannounced stuff as well. Ooh. So a lot of, a lot of plushies will be going. <laughs> yeah. Right. We just want to have like, sorry, we just want to have like a steady stream of income coming in so we can pay artists. Right. Right. More. I mean, that, that, like you said, initially when it came to why you guys are doing the plushies in the first place is money. It's not just for you guys to sit on lumps of money or dive into it like Scrooge <laughs> McDuck. It's to take that money and fund other incredible products and make that an actual reality. Like, uh-huh. again, create uh-huh. a cool creative venture for not just yourselves, but for other people as well. So, I mean, again, for people, I cannot reiterate this enough. If you have not already donated to the Sprout Darlings, uh, 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 Kickstarter, you sincerely need to to help these guys make a reality so they can make other plushies like more Sprout Darlings or for stuff for Polywog or maybe potentially if you guys are interested a Mr. Moneybags plush. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. Uh, <laughs> collab. <laughs> collab. I would love a collab. <laughs> but like I was saying, obviously, you know, these plushies, as, in, as amazing as they are, they're going to be the funding for some of the future projects. And obviously one of the biggest projects that you guys have brewing or whatnot, something that you've been working on for years at this point, making a reality is this little tiny independent animated series. You guys are developing called Polywog. Now yeah, it's so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who may not know what even we have been mentioning or whatnot, how would you describe Polywog? Oh boy. Okay. So there's not a lot we can say without giving massive, massive spoilers. Right. Obviously. But um, there's gonna be cool girls with cool swords and oh cool goodness. bugs. That's what you can count on. <laughs> it's a story about a girl, and she has a pet bat. Except it's actually her son, and my bird is biting me. <laughs> <laughs> The town that she lives in has been protected by an ancient hero. She is still biting me, by the way. Oh, goodness. We ball. <laughs> Baja, be a professional here. Come on. <laughs> um, her home has been protected for years by an ancient hero. And um, growing up, she wanted to be just like him. You know, he's a demon slayer. And she wanted to be like him, too. And um, things don't quite turn out as she expected. And that's what I can say about episode one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So so basically, just by that little synopsis alone, it's just basically a girl attempting to be a badass. 
I'm down yes. for that. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm down for that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be honest, when, when I was doing my research and stuff like that, the most I've been able to to get what, more or less like a taste of when it comes to Polywog or whatnot, it's just this incredible art style that you guys are trying to implement with this incredible series. Now I know this is probably more of a testament when it comes to, to box or whatnot, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. I, I at least want to know like what was the inspiration for the art style that you guys want to go with for this show. Um, so for the polywog art style specifically, that is just the regular art style I draw with. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of hard to pinpoint an inspiration, but I would say, um, a good, like, I guess, elevator pitch for what polywog is going to be like. It's like if Studio Ghibli produced Adventure Time and they okay. also took inspiration from Zelda, I would say, <laughs> I would say, um, yeah. And Breaking Bad. And breaking, and breaking bad. <laughs> bad. We have to cook. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. I have to know, how did this concept come to be? Again, I know you guys said that this is like years in the making or whatnot, but like how did this concept even come to be in the first place for you guys? So, okay, so... You want to okay. go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was actually not the original thing that I wanted to work on. Oh, okay. Right. This, so, is, this wasn't the original thing. What was it like nine, 11 years ago or whatnot? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the original series. So a part of our writing process or my writing process specifically is that I go like thousands of years into the future and thousands of years into the past before and after the series. Okay. <laughs> and I know what events inform each other. So... Polywog is actually the precursor series to what I actually wanted to work on. Okay. Okay. So we went back in time because we were like, well, we probably should do that. And Polywog, even before I was working on that precursor series, I had a before Polywog takes place series already planned out that I have like three seasons scripted of there that are go. never going to see the light of day. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe so, I say like, maybe not at this point, but I mean, come on, if you guys are successful, I mean, I pr- people are going to be wanting to demand a prequel series at some point. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Re- rewrites are always a thing if that's the issue. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways, go on. <laughs> yeah. So I started off with the before before series right and then i went to after the thing happened Mm -hmm. and then i wrote the end of that and i was like okay why don't i just start in the middle cut out the beginning they don't need that okay and so that's what we went with okay Okay, interesting. Like that, the fact that you've already basically planned out like an entire history timeline <laughs> for this entire series. It's incredible. I I love that. I appreciate the fact that you've invested basically like so much detailed lore that I imagine is probably gonna be like a major key part for some of the episodes whenever you get Polywog more <laughs> off the ground. Absolutely. There's <laughs> so much lore. Most of it you'll probably never see, but there'll be hints to it. <laughs> In the series. Well, I mean, to be um, fair, going, the, back, go, so go, going back to one of the inspirations that you were talking about, I mean, Adventure Time, I mean, how much did we get, like, lore just, like, weaved into it before, like, later seasons really revealed, oh, this was actually something very important. This was something significant. You should have been paying attention to this part or whatnot. Exactly. Exactly. I love writing like that. <laughs> I love 
hard world building presented as soft world building. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that Adventure Time is so good for because not a lot of times they like present something to you in a really concrete way. You piece it together yourself as you go through the series, mm -hmm. which I really love. And I imagine obviously with, with as much detailed lore as you've developed, both before and after the the main polywog series or whatnot again i can see how you want to implement that kind of writing with with such a unique concept in such a unique world from the little tastes and glimpses of it that i've been able to to scour that you guys have presented so far yeah um i was like an ap english nerd so okay. you guys know when you had to like dissect the thematic elements of poems and like oh well this red herring symbolizes this mm. you're gonna have to do that for polywog i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh man i gotta do homework for my indie animated show darn it <laughs> yeah sorry sorry guys it's my favorite <laughs> How how dare you give the audience a unique experience where you get to to analyze you know themes and <laughs> concepts and such? How dare you? I just want to get philosophical on you. I, I just I just want to <laughs> sit back and enjoy my silly cartoons. <laughs> well, they can certainly do that. That's what the cute bat is for. That is what the cute bat is for. But no, I'm I'm sincerely joking. Uh, if nothing else, this is the internet that we're talking about here. Do you see how seriously they take themes and concepts and try to? <laughs> <laughs> dig deep into the umph degree or whatnot i think people are going to devour this as every single taste and every single flavor of it they can get once they see this good <laughs> if nothing else you just look at them be like good stay hungry um <laughs> <laughs> and i i want to say lee from from one writer to another because i'm also getting into the writing and stuff like that mainly with Again, this this little guy up here or whatnot. I'm I'm helping mm -hmm. uh Tipsy when it comes to, to writing the evil little thing. Uh so I can only imagine like I don't know if it was the same for you. I don't know how much of the creative process you were a part of when it came to, to, to boxes like initial concept or whatnot. But it has to be almost amazing, like I, at least in my experience. In my experience it's been incredible for me to basically get an opportunity to see these incredible characters that tipsy has already developed with the evil little thing and try to figure out a way to narratively tell the story that she wants to tell with this thing. Is it more or less the same thing with you two when it comes to this, or is it a little bit more collaborative that you guys have both been able to, uh, develop from the start? <laughs> um, it's always been pretty collaborative. Like even one of the main characters initially, she drew up like this one design, and it was just kind of a throwaway. And I was like, oh, that looks great. I can use that for my series. And she was like, oh, sure. <laughs> um, and uh, even with the art that I make that's, like, not really story-based, I usually do, if I'm, like, struggling with something, I'll come to her and be like, hey, should I go this way or this way? So, you know, even the art, she helps inform, like, how that's going to be, even yeah. if she doesn't necessarily draw for it. Um, but, yeah, I would say she's been the most involved on the writing Okay. Um, like the, the polywog universe for her is like very real in her head. Like <laughs> everything is super specific. Like, um, I'll draw something. She'll be like, no, no, I can't be that way. They can't They <laughs> they have to be standing on the left side of the screen because this and this and this, because the story will do this. <laughs> um, polywog started off as a sketch box did. Okay. That was just a girl sitting on a giant beetle with a sword 
a pet bat, and a living mushroom for some reason. That and sounds then... badass. Just write that. I like. I, if you guys still have that sketch, give it to me because I, I want do. to see. I I need to see that sketch. And if it's okay with you, I want to include it as part of like the video version for the podcast or whatnot. Because <laughs> yeah, that sounds can. that sounds incredible. Just that sketch alone. So I can only imagine Lee how it developed from there. You you could go on about that. Yeah, from there, um, it. It was just my writing style. That what happens when... Okay, so we don't really sit down and have, like, writing sessions. It goes down more like this. Okay. I'll receive a text from Lee that is, like, five paragraphs long. <laughs> She'll send it over. And I'll be, like, trying to read it. And while I'm reading it, she's already sent five more paragraphs of, like, <laughs> ideas that she's having. She just doesn't stop. She just keeps going. And what I'll have to do is I'll have to screenshot every single thing so that I can keep it, like, and remember because she just keeps going and I'll hardly get a word in. <laughs> just like her brain doesn't turn off and like stop. She's like, I know everything. <laughs> and this is like super complicated, like Lord of the Rings level complicated lore that I'm like, okay. hey, we should add this. And Fox is like, wait, wait, wait. I, I haven't read the first thing yet. <laughs> And what'll usually happen is Lee will like spiral off into like seven different directions of like potential outcomes that mm -hmm. one small decision could potentially like produce. And then I'll have to kind of be the wrangler and be like, okay, okay, which idea works? And then I'll choose from that. So that's mostly the extent of the writing that I do besides <laughs> like cute character interactions, but. Like those different directions that I spiral in, like, all have different thematic outputs that affect the entire series. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so if we do this, this is going to help this later on in the series. And if we want to tell this story, like, this is going to help a lot more with that thematically because we're going to be, like, placing all the building blocks. But if we do this, then... And it's, it just, I have like a bunch of different things that we can do. So basically Lee over here is already creating the butterfly effect for like, for every <laughs> single season, for every single little instance. And Box is over here is like, wait, 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 time out. Let's go back to the initial thing. Let's figure out how the butterfly even got there in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly how it goes though. Cause there's been times where she's like presented me with an idea, but she'll try to say it in like, the least amount of words possible to quickly get it across right. <laughs> but you can't do that because i'll initially reject these ideas because i'm like that's too crazy what does that even mean why does this work <laughs> and then she'll spend the next like three hours talking to me about all the little like implications and little intricate details of why this works i'll be like oh i understand now yes we're doing that <laughs> <laughs> and like in the end she's always like yeah we're gonna do that because I know what I'm doing. It's just a matter of getting to a point where she understands okay. what I was trying to say in the first place. Okay. Okay. So what I'm basically getting from this conversation is, Lee, you are very persuasive. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, like, uh, aside from that, like, in all seriousness, like, even just hearing you guys talking about, like, how much you've already invested in this kind of stuff, like, I was already pretty hyped just seeing the concept when it comes to, to Polywog, but after hearing like how the creative process has more or less gone so far and like how much you're already loving this world and these characters or whatnot, like 
I, I'm infinitely hyped for this. I want to see this like tomorrow. Although please take your time, make sure it's a <laughs> the good proper product or whatnot. Like I don't need you guys rushing this or whatnot. Like take your time, get the proper resources, fund the proper people properly or whatnot. But I, like, I'm hyped for this. I am incredibly hyped just to, to just hearing about this more than anything else. Yeah. One of our main things, at least for me, right. This is one of the things I'm very passionate about, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why I'm going to make the business succeed. I do not want to sacrifice quality for getting it out. Right. So if it takes a year to make one episode, sorry, guys, this is about me. It's not about you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Valid, understandable, and... I'm usually a person that is patient, so I can patiently wait every single second just to see the 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 episode where Bat is able to take command of a mushroom army or something like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, all jokes aside, like in all seriousness, like I know you, there's only so much you can divulge. Cause the fact that this is a still a thing in development, and you don't want to spoil everything right off the bat. But whenever you guys are able to get Polywog like on the roll and actually make this a reality. What should we expect from Polywog? So, unlike a regular series, we've decided we, because of, like, how we want to tell the story and um, just our writing style in general for how the series goes, we do want to present Polywog as more of not an episodic thing. I hate mm -hmm. filler. <laughs> but, like you could imagine but like i want to it's more of a movie okay. like all of the different episodes are going to be interconnected the first episode you guys are gonna see is most likely only gonna be five minutes so we can put it out there as a proof of concept and then do the kickstarter which is why we're getting the bat plushie made now because our kickstarter for polywog is gonna be in the next couple months. Okay. Okay. If I got the timeline right. So the first episode is just going to be establishing. I'm not too worried about the success of episode one. I'm sure that the Kickstarter will get funded. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Because we're building the foundations of a business to be able to support this project until it gets to a point where people are like, whoa, that's so cool. That's a cool dragon, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we love dragons. So at some point, there will be hype around it, and I'm not too worried about trying to speed up the process and, like, the storytelling and trying to make it, make it, like, super, super interesting at the beginning, even though everyone wants me to do that because... Slow and steady, that's just how I work. I mean, fair enough. I mean, boxes or anything you want to add to that when it comes to what we should expect from Polywog? Um, yeah, we're going to be releasing them in these sh pretty short chunks. Um, the span of the project is pretty big. I'm sure by the end of it, we'll edit it into like some sort of like director's cut that's like probably a three hour movie. God knows how many years that's going to take. But <laughs> I'll, I will take it and consume every second, but go on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's kind of a slow start, quote unquote, for, mm. I mean, attention spans are very small right now with the TikTok and all that, but 
We're boobers. We're, we're, exactly. We're just trying to get um, the story and the characters established. Um, so we, we hope you'll stick around for when it gets more interesting later, basically. I mean, if nothing else, just based on this conversation alone, you already got one per one dedicated fan ready to see whatever's going to be happening next. But, you know, pop off. Let's go. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, obviously, like, that's just, like, one series that you guys have in mind. And obviously, like, you know, hearing how much you have invested in just this story alone, like, you know, it has me excited for what else you guys are going to be potentially doing. Like, obviously, I imagine you guys didn't create Chimera Bunny just to, you know, make Sprout Darlings, make Polywog, and then just call it a day. So I have to know, like, when it comes to the Chimera Bunny as a whole, what are some of the long-term goals that you guys want to have with this? Like, what what is the ultimate end goal, whatever you can officially say, we as Chimera Bunny have made it and have become a powerful force in animation and art in general? Um, I would say we'll feel like we've made it when it's finally 100% sustainable and we're able to help people produce their projects. Like we were talking about earlier again, that's really the main goal here is to, to bring other people up with us as much as we can. Because we just want to see more cool art in the world. So, And I, I just love when people make things, anything at all. Absolutely. Lee, is there anything you want to add to that? I think I feel like we would have made it when we can, without worry, completely fund somebody's project and, like, give people wages that's one of the big thing like mm -hmm. i want to be able to employ people you know everybody um, who works with us we do pay them all our artists are paid but of course they're not full-time because we can't do that quite yet right. but but they're paid quite well good it's been a big thing for us we don't want anybody to volunteer basically uh you know what completely understandable more than anything else i mean the fact that even at this point, that's a priority for you guys and to make sure that that's the long-term goal for you guys to make sure that that's not just what to expect, but it's like the standard for you guys, not just with your own projects, but other people's projects. Like, again, that's inspiring to hear and I sincerely hope you guys are able to get to that point, especially with the amount of love and passion you guys have already been able to establish with, with Chimera and stuff like that. And, you know, for both of you guys thinking about just this art journey that you guys have either been on, whether it's separately or working together or whatnot, like thinking how far you've been able to come along and thinking about the potential that you have in the long term. like, does it surprise you more or less? Like how far you've been able to come along in this art journey? Um, I mean, I guess, I guess I've been pretty su surprised. I mean, we're pretty ambitious, both of us, like really ambitious. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, it's been growing as it goes. Like there's been countless conversations where we just get on Discord and we'll talk for hours about <laughs> what this could be and what we could be doing and what the future could look like with the Chimera Bunny. So... <laughs> Would it be bad to say that I'm not surprised, but what did surprise me is getting any attention on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's fair and valid because I mean, yeah, I'll tell you, yeah, that, I think it's valid. There's that, that mentality is not invalid more than anything else. Like I always knew that we would figure out a way to produce series. So the business side of it is like unsurprising mm -hmm. but when i was thinking about all of this you know i never 
stop to consider that there would be like people interested in the project. I just wanted to do it. It's incredible to know that once you put something out there in the world, there is an audience one way or another, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's something I've certainly been able to to discover so far since I've started this podcast, because I'll be honest, just starting this thing off, this was mainly for me. I wanted to know about these incredible artists and get an opportunity to talk to incredible artists such as yourselves, and to know that I've developed a, a good, strong base of people that feel the same way and are enjoying this stuff as well. I, I see where you guys are coming from. It's one of those, like, I imagine, first and foremost, this is just you guys being able to, to create incredible stuff. And like provide a business in order to create that incredible stuff, but to see that people are jumping on board and want to see you guys, want to see these series and want to see you guys succeed. Yeah, I could I could tell how that's a little bit more or less surprising for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's incredible what you guys have been able to, to produce so far. And obviously, like I said before, I'm interested to see where you guys are able to go from here. So for this next question, if I may, how about we go a little bit above and beyond, if I may, and give you guys more or less the dream scenario, if I may. <clears throat> okay. Let's say I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags right here. I come mm -hmm. to you guys. I'm like, look, Box Lee. We know, we know there's something incredible brewing down here. We know that you guys have got something in the works that's going to be absolutely incredible. You just need like additional foundation and some additional support to really go above and beyond what you guys are able to do. We have access to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible and more money than there should be possible. We should probably be able to find some way to support all those writers that are about to go on strike and such at the time of the recording of this or whatnot. We'll focus on them in a little bit. Right now we are focusing on you guys and you guys alone. If given this opportunity, what would be the dream Chimera Bunny project? Polywog. Polywog. Okay, fair enough. I think yeah. we would still Any... be doing Polywog. Go ahead, Bob. Absolutely. Any extra money would just be put towards making Polywog even better and even more polished than... Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, I and did also say... I... like lines. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I mean, I, to be fair, I did say there's more money than there should be possible. So I think we have more than enough money not just to make Polywog the ideal project or whatnot, but probably be able to, to just give Chimera bunnies and make, like, a legit studio and, like, fund other people's projects as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to maybe have, like, a physical studio space one day. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Something like that. Um and physical stores too would be pretty cool. Like oh, just a bunch nice. of Chimera Bunny merch and merch from <laughs> other artists that we like collab with and get their stuff made. So yeah, that's probably what we'd be doing. I mean, the goal is to get a lot of money and do all these plans, but. <laughs> hey, that's, that's why I said this is the dream scenario. You can go all in and stuff like that. Especially imagine the, the different artists and such, which, you know, Chimera X, uh, Chimera Bunny X postmodern art podcast coming to a Chimera Bunny store near you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm joking. But sadly, we got to get down from the dream scenario. We got to get back to reality. And I'll ask the ever Aww. so generic question. Where do you guys hope to see yourselves, say, five to ten years from now? In five to ten years, we should be at the point where we can at least sustain ourselves. Okay. And the business should be profitable. So in five to ten years, if that's not a reality, um, just know that I'm like in the woods crying somewhere. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> 
Because, yeah, right now we, we are getting a lot of money in. But we are also, of course, investing in our business, investing in ourselves and spending a lot. So it's right. it's balancing out. So it's we're we will get to the point where it's profitable, but just not yet. <laughs> you know, what? that's fair. As long as you guys are working towards the goal in the long term, like that's all that at least at this point, that's all we can at least hope for. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We do need to buy a house in five years if we don't have a house. My goodness. <laughs> Guys, support the Kickstarter. Please support the Kickstarter. Please support the Kickstarter. As we start to wind down the interview, I just have one last question I want to ask you guys. Obviously, you're deeply entrenched in art and animation, all different aspects of art in the first place, and you have been for ages at this point. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? I think it's the most important thing ever. <laughs> I think everybody should be doing it, at least to some degree. Like even, you know, you don't. it doesn't have to be drawing, just anything creatively. You should use your brain in that way because mm -hmm. it feels good and you'll be happy. <laughs> so. I think um, it's integral to the soul of societies. I think if you look at a lot of soulless and I'm just going to be like, uncharitable evil societies in the past the first thing they do when they try to take over is they start destroying books they start destroying art they start suppressing art from the people and i think that it's because art is a form of self-expression and if you want to take away people's individuality the first thing you go after is art right right i mean that's fair i mean that that's it's certainly a good point, and for both of you guys, like either way, what you've been able to talk about when it comes to this question, I think it's it, it's it's a very interesting thing to point out more than anything else, like just how vital and how important it is. Like I know I ask this question every single week when it comes to the podcast or whatnot, but like even what you were just talking about, Lee, like yeah, that's that's a major thing that I don't think a lot of people realize, like immediately. Like it's obviously so important, the fact that you know. Propaganda is a thing to where they use art and media and such to portray the message that they want to and such. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's an interesting note to, to say it on, but I think that is wonderfully worded, if I do say so myself. Aw, um, thank you. My ego is so big. <laughs> <laughs> well, allow me to make it a little bit bigger because, Box and Lee, that's all the questions that I have for you. I've already showered you both with a bunch of praise, but I want to show you with a little bit more because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Um, Aw. <laughs> like I said, whenever I was only recently introduced to your guys' stuff, thanks to the wonderful uh, co-showrunner, Tipsy J. Hart, whenever I was first introduced to your guys' stuff, I instantly fell in love with it just based on like the art style alone. Like, Box, I think it goes without saying your art is absolutely outstanding, and I cannot get enough of it every single opportunity that I get. But getting the chance to, like, see what you guys are producing together, see the stuff you guys are able to develop and make it to reality, having you both on here and having you both talk about such an incredible, like, business that you guys are really sprouting. Hence, you know, <laughs> okay. but like, and, and what you guys are already doing just to kick things off with the Sprout Darlings and with Polly Wog or whatnot, like, it makes me so it, it makes me so hopeful and it makes me so excited to see what you guys are able to do because I can tell, especially with Polywog alone, I can tell that there's a lot of love and passion that you guys want to put into just about every single project that you guys push out. And it makes me excited to know that no matter how long it takes, no matter how long it is, no matter 
how many different people you have going through and making this thing a reality, whatever the final product is going to be is going to be top notch quality every single time you push something out. And that is something I want to see. That's something I love to see. And that's something that I know you guys are going to do. And I, I know you guys are going to be able to accomplish that one way or another. Long and the short of it, thank you both for what you do. Thank you both for coming together all those ages ago and letting this collaboration really grow into something special. And I sincerely hope that everything special you guys do from here on out, I am not the only one that gets to love and appreciate it, <laughs> but I will certainly be one of the biggest fans of it to let you guys know that what you're doing is absolutely incredible. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for having us. And if you ever want to have us again... We're ready for it because we have five pages of notes we did not. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well just. We just scratched the surface. Oh, yeah. I, I I figured that with my research. I figured we only scratched the surface, but even then, I didn't realize you guys had five pages of notes on this stuff. <laughs> that I, we did not get to. Oh my goodness! I just need to create like a mini series with you guys of just like. Uh, of, <laughs> Just kind of the the Chimera Bunny mini podcast or whatnot, just a legit <laughs> multiple part series or whatnot. And I'll tell you what, if Chimera Bunny wants to produce that kind of podcast series, something else, if you guys want to dip into the podcast world, please let me know. I'd love to help out. Um, Absolutely, I that... love talking. Good, good. <laughs> maybe maybe you guys should make your own podcast. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but if people do want to see more about what chimera bunny has and maybe get a chance to see with their own eyes the five pages of notes we didn't get to or whatnot <laughs> or the creativity or whatnot go ahead and plug your guys' stuff for the people at home all right so pretty soon we should be coming out with a voice actor announcement video from hollywog within the next few weeks you'll be seeing that of course check out the sprout darling kickstarter it's live now it will be live until the end of this month mm -hmm. that's going to help us out the most so if you do anything today check that out um, of course, we've got ChimeraBunny.com. It's not ready yet, but eventually that's where we'll be selling our products on. And then our Patreon, of course, for behind the scenes of everything we do, including, like, business aspects and all that. But And, uh, yeah, that's you, all. You go, no, if you go to our Instagram, you can find both oh, of yeah. <laughs> Um I don't post. So you can, if you follow me, it's, like, symbolic because I'm not on there. <laughs> but you can follow Box for art. Um, you can find both of our socials. If you don't want to buy our products from ChimeraBunny.com, you can also, in the future, buy our products off of Etsy. They will be um, higher priced, though, because Etsy does price gouge their artists. So in other words, you should definitely go to that ChimeraBunny.com. That is not fully finished mm -hmm. yet, but it is, it's going to be finished at some point. Selling the incredible products at good value more than anything else yep <laughs> absolutely um and i i do want to say for me personally i will definitely be keeping my my ears to the ground and my eyes peel for that that voice acting announcement because i i've been meaning to get more into voice acting just in general and i i i'd love opportunities um <laughs> so our voice actors are so good i'm so happy we are going to be um looking for more voice actors soon mm -hmm. um but our indie series voice actor announcement is so good our series is gonna sound so good i'm so happy with our voice actors good we got extremely lucky with everybody i love <laughs> everybody they're so perfect for each of the characters that they play <laughs>
if nothing else, like at least at the time of the recording, I'm at least intrigued to see like who who you could potentially have on this potentially stacked roster with this amazing, amazing just product. Like honestly, like I could probably dedicate a whole nother episode just talking about the potential of Polywog. All right, just like after hearing <laughs> how excited you guys were to talk about it, like goodness. <laughs> We just scratched the surface. <laughs> oh, I only know. But again, like, there's only so much you guys can reveal. So, like, that that's why I didn't want to, like, pry too much about it, you know? <laughs> but nevertheless, do you guys have any final words before we sign off? Um. Also, there is another Kickstarter that is going to be dropping, I think, day after or two days before this should air. Mm-hmm. It's The Lover's by another indie studio called Studio Heartbreak. They're doing a Kickstarter for their project, and you guys should go check it out because it looks really good. Absolutely. You absolutely should. I'll probably go ahead and have that Kickstarter because I'm sure it's it's already to the point to where you can at least, like, preview it or, like, save it whenever it goes live or whatnot. I'll have that link in the description if I can find it for you guys. Mm Mm-hmm. But aside from that, any final words? (laughs) Um, I just got to say... Thank you for having me on and my parasite named Jesta Lee that's attached to the side. So. <laughs> Lee, do you have any final words? <laughs> hey, your artist. There you go. Hey, your artist. Yeah, that's a good hey, your artist. Also, thank you for having me and stuff. Also, for your artists. Uh, oh, please, be, please, gonna, pretty please. It's going to be backwards on this thing, but on this hat it says pay your artists on here. I made sure to yes! emphasize that. Nice little hat or whatnot, but yeah. Pay your artist drip. Pay your artist. Pay your artist. And with that, all I've left to say is for the people at home, pay your artists. Nothing else. Pay your artist. Forget the Oslo way. Go. Pay your artist. Tell me what's wrong. Tell me it's part Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I cannot tell you how much I greatly appreciate it. Like, I'm not joking when I say, like, the chemistry that uh, Box and Lee had for this episode is absolutely incredible. Oh, my God. The the energy that they brought and how excited they were that they wanted to, to talk about their stuff and what they're doing or whatnot. That's the kind of energy that I crave when it comes to this podcast. And I'm so grateful. Box and Lee, if you're listening up to this point, I cannot thank you guys enough for that energy, that vibe. Like, I sincerely hope that we get more opportunities to talk and do some incredible conversations in the future. Because I can tell there's some incredible stuff you guys are doing, and I cannot wait to see what you guys got. I mean, I'm not joking when I say they were so excited to talk about Polywog just in general after we got done with our main conversation that you just heard. That I was like, you know what? I got some time. You guys got some time. Spent an entire hour talking about polywog and such (laughs) that's why i know you guys are gonna get probably the best value that you can get if you subscribe to the patreon for as little as one dollar a month 
You can get a cool little shout-out, too, just like Content Connoisseurs, Jacob Ragland and Wiley Coyote. Thank you guys for your support. I mean, it's, it's support like that that I cannot emphasize enough that I greatly do appreciate, you know. I The conversations I have on this podcast, I'm amazed I, I get to have with them, and especially the, the people that stick around even after their episode premieres or whatnot. That's that's the community I really do cherish more than anything else. Because especially with like a lot of these artists, they they could go off and do whatever they want. And I'm not going to be mad. That That's their life. That's, that's what they got to focus on. That's their passion. Let that passion grow. I brought them on the podcast to exude that passion. I, I would much rather them be happy than, you know, feel like they have to be a friend sometimes. But, like, even then, the people that have stuck by my side or whatnot and, like, have been a part of this community and helped make it grow or whatnot, I cannot tell you guys how much I greatly do appreciate it on all fronts, on every single front. It it's it's a wonderful thing that I never ever take for granted whatsoever. It I mean sincerely, if you guys have stuck with me this far, even if you have only listened to this episode, if you've only been listening recently, or if you've been on this high horse for years now at this point, I cannot tell you how much I really do appreciate all the love and support that you guys give for this podcast and for being a part of this community and being a part of my life. It's something that I hope continues to grow both, you know, in a sense of viewership or whatnot. And, you know, like the podcast as a whole grow, but also like, I hope that our, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? I hope that our connection continues to grow the more we do this, the more I do this, the more people I get to bring on, the more people come on board. Uh, like I said, I, I will cherish it until the the day I decide I don't want to do this anymore. And that's a very long time in the future. I'm telling you guys right now it is not stopping any like this. This love is not stopping anytime soon. So thank you guys so much. Keep up the incredible work. Support your local artists. Um Stand with the writers, uh, pay your artists, pay the writers. They deserve it. They do incredible work. Uh, support them wherever you can. Uh, Pasa, have a wonderful day. Sincerely.